Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, party people. Welcome to episode 38 of Upon Further Review, where we're talking about Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Why did we chase down a domino in the sky? What the hell was Kubrick thinking? And can computers truly feel? All this and more, it's the UFR Podcast. We have on the show Amy J. Cordova. What's up? We got Jonesy. Yo, 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 motherfuckers. And I am Noah Kinsey. So, this movie. Now, before we get into it, normally I throw to you guys first, but I thought about the perfect sentence to explain okay. or to like, if I had to describe what this movie was about. Oh. The perfect sentence. All right. It took okay. me a while. The longest, most elaborate explanation ever about where babies come from. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? What is that? And We come from space? Is that where we come from, guys? Is that where babies are made? I thought it was a stork. (laughs) (laughs) Babies are made in a... Strangely sterile reincarnation with Louis the Sixteenth furniture and it was Queen Elizabeth's house, a spaceship. (laughs) And a spaceship. And a spaceship. I'm like, that that furniture looks so uncomfortable. It really does. I'm just like, Ugh. He's eating alone facing the wall. It's I weird. wonder if he jerked off on every single one of those pieces of furniture. I'm oh, like, you does know this he feel better? Off. Does this feel better? I don't care if I'm in the fifth dimension. They didn't have Viagra <laughs> back then. Well, I guess by 2001, they would have Viagra. So, yeah, he okay, probably my, did all the time. Yeah, dude, if I was that old guy in that room, I'd be like, can I just stay hard? I mean, if <laughs> he somehow <laughs> has okay? access sure, to that food, watching. he somehow has access <laughs> to Viagra. Yeah, that's true. What else is he going to do? I didn't see a TV mm. in there. At all. All right, now let's reel back to the start. <sighs> Got it. So, well, okay, like, what do we think about this? Just like opening thoughts? Yeah, opening thoughts. Um, so weird. Weird for you, Amy? Yeah, Like, how weird. weird for you? Like, that one time in Amsterdam <laughs> weird? Or, like... <laughs> 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 you guys, I told you before. She told me she was 18. Oh, um, she was 65. <laughs> she looks so good, though. God. It's that carefree living in Amsterdam, really you know? Easy. She you know, just keeps me young. The drugs keep me young. I'm telling assume, you. you know? um, for me, I, you know, it's really interesting because I've studied Kubrick's films from a cinematography standpoint, and I've seen, you know, I've seen The Shining, I've seen mm-hmm. Full Metal Jacket and all that type of stuff. Um, the... Uh, cinematography, beautiful, all that. Story perspective, I've never seen this movie ever until I watched it. Okay. At first, I was like, I'm like, fuck, man, it's just so long, mm-hmm. um, and it moves really slowly, right. and I'm, because I'm a filmmaker myself, so my brain is trying to process, why am I needing to see this? Why is he showing right. me this? What, what is the purpose? What is the purpose? Yeah. And I followed most of it, but there was some of it just, just kind of left me, so I took time, and I kind of just studied it a little bit more, and the more I understood it from like studying it, I liked it better, but from first watch, I enjoyed parts of it. Some of it I didn't. So, I agree. Same. You know what I mean. Same. What about you, Noah? You know, I appreciated it. 
Um, I yeah. appreciate it for what it was, what yeah. it was doing at the time. Um, yeah. for sure, right? Sixty-eight, right before Star Wars came in, yeah. came yeah. out. Without a doubt, this absolute, unlike the last couple movies we watched, this absolutely belongs in, in the, the, the top one hundred. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Oh yeah. My thought watching this though, um, and I had it had this thought like so many times through the viewing that I was like, man, we are so spoiled now. I know. Yeah. I know that, that I, oh yeah. I had like that initial Skype and yeah. well, you know, but the even TVs with the on the planes, not even, and just not even everything. that. Just but with even special in the film making. That's special what I'm effects. saying. Yeah, it's yeah. just really? like with the yeah. with the filming. Just because all this stuff back then was like just mind blowing. This yeah. the effects they used, and a oh, lot yeah. of. It, I mean, they only yeah. used 205 special effects, so a lot of that shit was practical. Yeah, but he spent set. most of his time on that movie. Yeah, 18 months special effects, just special effects alone. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So. But like. All the stuff that are in, is in that movie is like all, you know come to pass. There's so much totally. stuff, and I'm sure back in back in the day they were like, "What the hell? Mm-hmm. TVs on the back of your seats on an airplane? Are you are you crazy? <laughs> exactly. That can never happen. That'll yeah, never exactly. happen. Those big tubes in, in a chair. Yeah. Are you crazy? Yeah. Exactly. Crazy. But just in the filmmaking yeah. aspect, I'm like, it was beautiful to look at, wasn't it? It was oh, yeah. so beautiful. It was gorgeous. But now we're kind of that's all a given. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, of course, no problem. Yeah. Like that. What's interesting to that point though, yeah. Noah, is like you're talking about some of the like special effects and things like but that. Also the pacing. The pacing for yeah, me was that's one the thing. one mm-hmm. thing that I was like, we do not get this type of. We're pacing not allowed to kind of anymore. be immersed yeah. in that world and take the time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so many no. like Suicide Squad, which yeah. was edited by Trailer Park. Yeah, was edited like a trailer in a music. Yeah, like a fucking music video. Whereas this, I mean, you're just to the point where I'm. I just I'm conditioned to have this flowing, mm-hmm. this pace, this faster right. pace, right, right, these shorter cuts, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, well, that's I'm, what we were born into. That's the irony about our age, because right. you know, I did. I was telling you earlier, I started watching movies in '95, like legitimately started right, watching right. movies and trying to understand them. '95, I was ten years old. Yeah, that's almost a thirty-year yeah. difference yeah. between this movie coming out and then to. To me, actually watching fucking films, so right. we, I came into the MTV. Yeah, so for generation, me, yeah. you know, watching yeah. this, yeah. I had to rewind for multiple sure. times because my patience was running out. It was beautiful. Yeah. I, I got so bored to the point where my mm-hmm. eyes were glossed over by the time something like actually happened. Right. I was like, yeah. shit, how did we get to this I, point? I can yeah. only watch that guy float through space for so fucking oh, long. I, know. Like, I fell asleep. Fast forwarded a lot. I fell asleep and I woke up and the motherfucker was still floating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know? <laughs> and, I, and my mind just started wondering like, wow, that guy spacewalks all the time. I hope he's well compensated. <laughs> Are they paying him well? Oh my God. Every day with this guy spacewalking, right. you know? Spacewalking, spacewalking. Spacewalking is a crazy, crazy a hazardous job, let's yeah. just say. Yeah, it doesn't um, seem that safe, you guys. No. No, I it's bet not. it's dangerous. Here's the thing. <laughs> the just scenes themselves it. were really gorgeous and they were way more interesting than any of the dialogue together. The dialogue what was dialogue? just like all yeah. like with the the conferences and like conference calls and the, you know, meetings and everything. I yeah, just, it just felt think, mundane. Ugh, but I think that's the purpose. Really boring. Yeah. That's the purpose yeah. though, you know. You know, I mean, honestly, you know, we talked about this beforehand and on the Periscope pre-show. There's movies where watching this, I'm like, my God, they wouldn't have been made without without this. this the right. three that I oh, thought of sure. before. You had one that I didn't think of, but I have Interstellar, uh-huh. um, which even Christopher Nolan's like mm-hmm. super influenced by this movie. Well, you not only not even only Interstellar, like Christopher well, Nolan in general. Yeah. I bet you yeah. this oh, movie's yeah. on his top 
on his top list. Oh no, he already admitted that. You know what I mean? Like, like he said, just, like that's just Kubrick absolutely. film. You know all of yeah. it. You know, yeah. just in in that spectrum, just out of the way that he film makes. On top of mm. the technology they use, like for Inception with the rolling sets. Yeah, they mm-hmm. used a lot of rolling oh, sets yeah. in this film too. You know what I mean? So same thing with uh, Moon. Mm-hmm. Moon, have you seen Moon? No. Oh my God, Amy, it's, it's awesome. Good. Really? Basically, yeah. it's this. Sam Rock, one of Sam Rockwell's best films. It's I like love he, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, he's, he's so amazing underrated. That and Ninja Turtles are his two best. Films. I'm just kidding. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you never was seen he him? In, in, he's the first. What? He was in first Ninja Turtles. He is. Oh. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And I love that movie. That's the best one. Yeah. Little uh, little bit for you listeners out there. Go see it. Holy shit. Yeah. Wait, the f- first first mm. one first, or first. the first new one? No, first, you're talking the first Jim Henson one. created the suits and everything. Mm-hmm. The first or the first? Damn, first I love that Bunga. movie. Yeah, I love that one. With uh, what's the dude that that uh from Fallen who plays Casey Jones? Yeah, I got it. Love that guy that looks like Chris Maloney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, dung dung. But but Moon, <laughs> right? Moon, you yeah. need to see this movie. Okay, it's basically probably the best, almost like. Uh, reimagining of 2001 Space Odyssey. Well, there's also really? like Europa, but it's really okay. good. Europa's doing the same type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, just visually kind of yeah. doing stuff like that. Uh, gravity, gravity for sure. A lot of okay. a lot of, from that especially the breathing yeah. in a yeah. breathing in a yeah. spacesuit, mm-hmm. yeah, I which was Kubrick. By that, the way. Yeah, totally. It was his. It could, was his breathing. breathing. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that was just him. I with could his, totally uh, sense that guy's apparatus. It was not Marlon Brando or James Gandolfini. Yeah, it was Kubrick. Nice. Made the most yeah. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, all, <laughs> all of them. them. Do you guys think that Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> Tom Cruise killed him? Killed oh, poor he? Kubrick. Yeah, y- just you know, mind I, either that or was the. Uh, I was so sad that was Kubrick's last movie because I, I like Kubrick and I just that yeah. was so anti Kubrick film for me. Yeah. Well, maybe just, you know. You, it's because Tom the, Cruise puts too many stipulations on how you can make a movie. If well, especially be Tom in Cruise it. is like, look, can we make this where people know I am not gay? <laughs> I am not gay, but right. the dick can be close to my mouth. Yeah. Just yeah. After you say cut, yeah. Like just mm-hmm. wait. Put it in my no. face. Bump <laughs> no, my nose I just, with it. I just Bump didn't. it into Here's my the, nose. There are Kubrick just elements to it. Like during to the that. whole orgy yeah. scene was a little Kubricky, even though that creeped me. The the masquerade stuff. The creeps thing me that the you got to pay attention oh, to it? about okay. Kubrick films is. I never saw the Signature movie. Signature Kubrick Don't. is okay. pacing alone. Pacing yeah. and visual language. Mm-hmm. Those are like the two biggest things. I mean, when you look at a movie like Clockwork Orange, right. you look at a movie right. like Full Metal Jacket, mm-hmm. you look uh, you look at this fucking yeah. movie or even The yeah. Shining, all different types of genre. Can I just say that Clockwork Orange is probably one of Kubrick's or just in filmmaking alone is probably the most um un misunderstood movies ever totally just completely misunderstood everyone thinks it's a torture movie it's not no it's not it's, it's not a, it's a youth film <laughs> well it's also about like censorship exactly. and it's yeah, about censorship government control and, mm-hmm. yeah reprogramming your brain and you know whatever putting it in whatever right. the book the book you, hits yeah. that more on the head than the oh, movie really? is but I it's never, because did you read it's, it but it's one of my favorite books okay but it's from the point of view of like the main guy Okay. So like yeah. you hear it, his internal dialogue, right. whereas the movie's outside of him. Mm-hmm. But so it's just the thing, harder. Though the thing is, is we're so conditioned right now for mm-hmm. the screen to say what it's trying to mean. Absolutely. Rather where than Kubrick, thinking about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What I love about yeah, totally. Kubrick and his visual language—it's so poetic—is mm-hmm. that very poetic. Thank you. You are giving yourself. Um, a visual that starks an emotional response, and then you have to think to yourself, Absolutely. "Why am I seeing this yeah. moment? What is the reasoning?" That's the thing. Okay. Going yeah. back to your pacing, he's very much mm-hmm. letting you 
be in a scene without being so on the nose with the, what the scene's about. And I feel like it throws the viewer to this point where it's like, why is this important for me to see at this moment? Right. Like, why? Because nothing seems to be happening. So what am I waiting for? And I also found that a lot with his choice of using music uh-huh. or the times when he chooses to not use music. Right. There's this. Totally. And have it just be what, quiet. With yeah. Guys whatever makes you more uncomfortable and unsettled. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I mean, mean, the opening of the movie is a yeah. stark black mm-hmm. screen. I was watching on Amazon see. Prime and I'm yeah. like, is this broken? Like, I know. where is everything? Exactly. Right. Did I download But coming, at it, from, <laughs> I know, coming at it from the beginning, right, you mm-hmm. start. You start at the beginning. You start at nothing, mm-hmm. right? You start at blackness, the vastness of non-existence, mm-hmm. and then you're slowly moving mm-hmm. into the mm-hmm. existence. Australopithecus. Exactly. The the apes, if you that will. That was a big kid word, Noah. Mm. Mm. He Noah practiced it before. Well, it's because I have, I have very kid. frustrating debates with uh, creationists okay. about that stuff. Where about, I'm like, right. We're like, we ain't come from no monkeys. No fucking scientist has ever said you've come from monkeys because yeah. the way evolution works, if right. we came from monkeys, monkeys wouldn't be around anymore. Right. They say we have a common ancestor, Australopithecus, which now they think it's even uh, a different one farther back. Further back, so yeah. So you can go fuck yourself. No one's ever said that. Quit listening <laughs> just, to that garbage. Yeah, it's so they don't have to be mutually exclusive, you right. motherfuckers. Right. The church exactly. I grew up in believed in like both, like yeah. evolution Creation, evolution through creation, uh-huh. creationism. Well, it's like intelligent design mm-hmm. where it's like Absolutely. God's like drops the mic, like this is good and lets everything evolve. Uh-huh. Like that's like the chain reaction. Yeah, yeah. and that's the more common belief. Mm-hmm. But because creationists are mm-hmm. so loud, people think that's mm-hmm. the dominant one. Yeah, oh. and it's this anti-intelligence movement. I just try to stay. Yeah. I just try to stay away. So from that's how I know that word. Yeah, man. Well, that's, that's how a big I know kid that word. word. Thank you for that. Um, but anyway, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> the only thing I wish with that, though, yeah. is I wish they didn't have real monkeys in it. Because just as I was getting used those to... Those were real? No, no, no. I the, was about to say, those the were babies. guys in The babies. Suits. They had baby oh. monkeys that oh. were real. Oh. They had, like, baby monkeys. But it's like, it kind of... I was starting to believe it. Yeah, kind you know? of. Until you saw until that backdrop. Real, well, <laughs> until that backdrop the came in. Backdrop. It looked yeah. like a Chaka from... Um, Land of the Lost. Yeah, it did. Bit, totally. Which worked back then, but later on you're like, mm, those are crappy suits. Oh. But when they showed <laughs> the baby <laughs> ones, it's like, it, though, oh, shit, head. those are people in there. Yeah. But yeah, like, I think I would have accepted it more without that, but that's right. just... I just wish they could just at least me. give him black eyes. You know what I mean? Like how they did you know, Michael Keaton in the Batman whoa, whoa, whoa. suit. How do you not know that under those suits they weren't black guys, Gary? No, black <laughs> eyes. <laughs> how jerk. dare you? Um, <laughs> racist. Because every time they, every time they blinked... Didn't no, there was a racist here. <laughs> a racist. Uh, but uh, seriously, when you guys are talking about the pacing and, and Kubrick's scenes evoking an emotional response, I totally got that because, you know, when that guy, you know, he's sitting there and he's at the machine and he's, you know, the machine is talking to him. Hal is talking to him and he's like breathing heavy, nine breathing or heavy. Zero. Exactly. And the guy's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, dude, I'm there with you. That's yeah. me, yeah, like, yeah. every day trying to rein it in with my <laughs> freak outs. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, discontinuation sickness. I can't let you in. I'm getting better. I can't let you jeopardize exactly, exactly, exactly. And the guy's like, don't freak out, don't freak out, don't freak out. Yeah, that did remind me of Alien. Where's the whole, like, our mission you don't know about, but we need to stay on course. With, what's his name, Bishop? Bishop, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was the one that uh, he was the uh, That's android. A robot. Yeah. yeah, android. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the milky blood. Yeah, ew, okay, <laughs> black. <laughs> but no, I, I completely. I yeah, mean, he's fascinating. Kubrick is so fascinating, he's man. Brave, I wish he man. was still around. I, has he? Was there any? 
um, autobiography did he write his oh, stuff I'm, down? Did he write well, his I don't shit know about down? Autobiography. Because there's I some mean, interesting documentaries super, about him. And I would love to see kind him of an because enigma. Yeah. he really, yeah, he kept, he, I very mean, much so. The only thing like people know about him just by working with him. Yeah, right. he's pretty kept to himself. Yeah, it wasn't I like yeah. Alfred Hitchcock where you know all his shit. Yeah, about yeah. Him. yeah. He put that shit on blast. <laughs> you know <what laughs> he, I mean? did. he did. Kubrick kind of just kept to himself a little bit, but I which mean, makes it more interesting. Man, though, oh my god, yes. What I Absolutely. love about him as a filmmaker, and this is what I really look up to with these types of directors, mm-hmm. is just like they are um, unwillingly, unwillingly to wave for what for anybody in the in the hope to make the movie that they choose to make. You, you know, know he I mean? Cohen Brothers remind me a lot of Kubrick. Totally, where it's like we're gonna do the film we want to. Nicholas Wind and Ruffin does reminds me a lot of Kubrick too. Like I'm telling yes. you, watching Neon yes. Demon, watching Drive, watching especially you Drive, know, where it's just like oh. making Bronson, you soak in the scene. You are just in the moment. It's a little faster paced than yeah. what Kubrick well, it has does to be per for se. this time. Talking about Drive, the um, the Ryan Gosling where oh, he yeah. wouldn't mm-hmm. speak when spoken to. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. which is fucking rude. But I get it. You're, you're such a dick, Gosling. Um, Damn it, Gosling again. Gosling, but at the same Sweet time, like I find, like Wind and Ruffin, he's somebody that yeah, that fits that tone yeah. pretty closely. If you're looking at it, or I was, I don't know if you guys seen the Tree of Life. Have you guys seen that movie at all? No. If you guys haven't, like Terrence Malick. Malick. Yeah, yeah Terrence Malick. Malick is probably another close. Did Malick do Babel? Ah, uh, shit. I can't. Okay. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent on that. Look it up. Um, but I watched the Tree of Life and the the opening sequences and the way that he uses the visual language and the imagery yeah. that's it's kind gorgeous. of implying, yeah. you know, the poetic, you know, Look, messaging nature. System. Exactly, and then the methodical he's a way stone of stone like, cold weirdo, but he it's he it's makes cool, beautiful kind of images. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he really beautiful. does because he's trying to say something with pictures. You what know? was the movie that he did after that? The one with Kirsten Dunst, and I didn't understand why it was like getting so. That, I saw that at AFI Fest. I did the, the red mellow, carpet. Yeah, melon. Melancholia. Melancholia. Yeah, mm. it's a beautiful story. I never kind of saw is. It. It's kind yeah. of frustrating. I'm like, well, are the you going to give the wedding gifts man, back, some of, some of, or you just got married a half hour ago and now you're already? Well, okay. the thing is, is you got to pay attention. Oh like God. for me in the filmmaking world, you know, you you kind of when you're telling stories like that, you can't just put everything in there. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of compress time and you got to find ways to kind of keep to the heart of the story. Mm-hmm. What I loved about um, the like a Space Odyssey was. In all honesty, it was a very simple story. Super simple. Super simple, very simple setup. So he was able to really let this let the film feel like you are floating in space with time, right? I mean, it's a two and a half hour film, two hour forty one minutes. Yeah, right. Um, and through that, which he actually it, cut nineteen minutes out of it. Right. And so, yeah. So <laughs> I think it was that when I when I started because uh, I got the I got the director's version or whatever. Oh, wow. okay. um, oh. But there was a version that I think was two hours and twenty eight minutes. Or oh my god. Like that's that. the one that I saw. Yeah. That's the one on Amazon Prime. Um, that's the one I saw. It was long as shit. Yeah. I had to fast forward through a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is not interesting. This is key. This key. Like the floating. Yeah. And all of that. And yeah. But here's the thing. You guys got to you guys gotta pay attention to like why he's doing it. This is the thing about. Why our, he's drawing it out for like five minutes. It's a per, it's all done for a reason. The hardest part for us in our generation right now. And this I keep saying this shit. I've probably been saying it like is every it really fucking that or podcast. Is it ego? No, 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 no. I don't feel it's ego. I don't feel like this I one's ego. I feel it's ego, man. I think right okay. now it is very difficult for us this day and age to be that present in a moment for that long. Right. 
because we're used to everything being so fast. Get your point out, or I've lost interest. I mean, this film in the the theatrical cut, eighty eight minutes of it had no dialogue at all. There was a it's so funny. I was reading an article about it, which is bonkers. There was (laughs) that moment where the guy's floating through space, and you know, after Hal basically sabotages, you know, him fixing the uh, the satellite system. People were walking out of the theater. Like, yeah, they're like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, fuck this! Because the honest, true story does not start until that that initial moment. Yeah. Now the challenge, the dilemma mm. comes in. I mean, okay, I can see that. Right? I can see that. But people were walking out. Yeah, people in the theaters in sixty. And even when he walking when out he screened it movie. for critics, he like uh, regretted it immediately oh, because yeah. they were just middling reviews. Yeah. MGM. Okay. Because they're not um, willing to stay in the moment and be present no, with what, and they said act- it was what he's like, actually trying to share with them. They that. said it, it balanced between being captivating and boring. And totally. immensely boring. That was one of the quotes. And yeah. even MGM... I see that, though. It did not financially I mean, do very well at first. No, it became a cult um, classic film years after. If I well, but MGM was going to pull it from theaters, but some theater chains wanted actually... For once, theater chains were the ones asking to keep a film that wasn't doing as great in. Normally, okay. it's the other way around. Where Why was like, that? Well, because the younger crowd was slowly starting to come in. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> partly due because watching the scene where he's going through the black hole uh-huh. on drugs was like... Amazing. Word, yeah, word of mouth was like, that's an amazing experience if you're high. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, the younger crowd started coming in. Yeah. That was a real thing. The original Rocky Horror Picture Experience. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the whole, like, Pink that's Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon funny. type of yeah, shit. Totally. Yeah, totally. That's actually really funny. So, but that's actually drugs helped make this a financial success in its box office run. Wow. So, thanks, drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making your experience great. Yeah, exactly. And what's what's crazy is watching this movie, I can see a lot of different um, things that I could see why it was nominated for, for sound, for mm-hmm. all the stuff. It right, actually only right. won one of the 13 was for special, special effects, effects that mm-hmm. Kubrick won as a sole person. And oh. the other people... Because he designed all of them. Because he designed it. Yeah. And there's a lot of other people who worked on it that were kind of sore that he was credited as the only person. And because of that... That's the reason that the um, the Academy has more strict rules on special effects. On special effects. Okay. Because of this specific movie. Makes sense, though. It does. Wow. All right. It's kind of like we talked about that. The whole contention of when is it fair and when is it bullshit to put a film by. Right. Okay. You know, like how involved and how immersed you have to be in all the process. Because as mm-hmm. opposed to some directors are like, oh, I direct it. So it's a film by me. It's like, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Let's go. Let's deviate from that for a second. I want to okay. know when this movie was put on AFI's list. Mm, oh, I don't that's know. That's a good. Uh, well, they revised the list. Yeah, every... they revised it like 2007, I think, is okay. when they did the re- revised list. I don't know how long it's been on there. Okay. Probably but for a long time. Yeah, probably for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a long time isn't an answer, you assholes. Well, you didn't prepare us for this. God. Jeez. Okay? <laughs> what are we, some sort of filmmakers over here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> my my thought was here. characters. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you guys think about the characters throughout the film? I thought the main guy was pretty interesting, personally. Was he the main guy, though? But no, the monolith was the main guy. The monolith? The monolith represented his penis. <laughs> the monolith the always big, represents the penis. Giant, Time, space, rebirth. Penis, penis. I just, 
One for me, I didn't give a shit about any of the characters any, because I, I felt like they you. were a vessel for the story. Right. They were, they were so a vessel irrelevant. for the story, yeah. but the main guy was quite interesting, wasn't he, he? He did a fantastic job. He did. But it was... It's, he <laughs> didn't have to do much, but he did need to react. Well, it kind of reminded me of Tom Hardy in Mad Max Fury Road, where it's like, he's the MacGuffin. His character doesn't really matter. He's just the, he's just the, the thing to connect to everything. Where yeah. Same thing with his character. The comes red in and she tells him, the flight attendant with the bubble wig tells him and I realize now because they're upside down and their hair will be be tripping all over the place but anyway I had Aquanet back then probably (laughs) I mean yeah exactly (laughs) extremely flammable on a spaceship though (laughs) all that Aquanet well you don't don't want to light a match anyway because there's oxygen chamber exactly but But, what about um, remember that point in the movie where he's in that room with the other pods that are hibernating those guys that were hibernating and his parents she's like oh you got a message a birthday message from your parents and was that his parents no that was the computer that that computer that 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 wasn't her oh well whatever she's irrelevant to what i'm trying to say okay so she no she okay yeah you're right you're right you're right so um he's like okay so he moves his ass closer to the tv and everything and he puts his like little red glasses up cyclops glasses exactly (laughs) yeah well there was the the glasses were there because it uh he was getting his vitamin d D, yeah the sun yeah he was getting his vitamin d all right from those guys that were (laughs) asleep I, i i don't Shut up. I don't like Shut up. Let me have this moment. <laughs> if you, if I'm you're uncomfortable as- with yeah, this. If you, like, I'm put you guys, if you're asleep through it, it doesn't right count. Now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think Sowie. the prosecution at God would disagree with you on that quite a bit. So basically, anyway. don't be in a cryo <laughs> chamber around Amy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like poking people, poking them. Look what it does when I poke it. It's a good thing you're in. It still counts. It's a good thing you're in PR and not one of those dentists that put people under mm-hmm. exactly she's like how do you know i don't <laughs> <laughs> but anyway what you're saying about the the stewardess no it the has nothing to do with this the, the flight attendant the moment okay. where the moment the, the guy and he's looking at his parents and it's going on and on she's like oh, and the, the your i are your ira account and blah 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 and she's like going on and on and just watch that scene over and look at the reaction on his face. It goes from I'm interested in what they're saying to, oh, my God, maybe there's some truth to that whole how thing. I don't know. That, to me, was no, really, he, he really did a fantastic job. interesting. 100%. Sure. Watch that scene again. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Well, the thing for me about that I was particular like, oh, scene he is reacting. Well, he's reacting to something that is just probably, so trivial. Yeah, it yeah. is so trivial, and I think what he's like, thinking thanks. is, you know, I'm in fucking space, right? Um, like, not only that, give a shit about, about my savings. Yeah, going on in Houston, right and I don't really give a crap. And yeah, you've got your birthday cake. But when he was talking to his daughter via, you know, 1968 Skype or whatever, that's somebody totally different in this movie. That wasn't the same guy. That was the no, same guy. Not, not the same guy. That wasn't the same bitch? No. Anyway. But to be fair, between parents and your kid, <laughs> with the kid, you have to pretend to give a shit about what they're talking about. Sure. As opposed to parents where you can I be mean, like, I don't care, mom and the dad. The way the movie yeah. is progressing, it's like these things are becoming less and less interesting. And the way the movie ends, it's like nothing's resolved. Or is it? Who knows? Well, I think the theme I mean, of this film is like... at the end? It, maybe that's what, we, that's what the end is for us. It's at once an understanding. I don't know. I feel like... Potentially. What I feel it's like all about. Who the hell knows? The white light, the everything. Mm-hmm. I feel I like know. one of the themes of this movie is just the concept of what's not being said 
And I feel like that's, you know, very, very elaborate with having 88 minutes of no sound and also the trivial nature of what's being said versus what he's thinking of, mm-hmm. like what what's going on, like what's what's truly happening in this mission and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I feel like so much about the actual dialogue wasn't nearly as important as it was ev- just extraneous. underlining everything. Yeah. It was just extraneous, but I don't know. Also, some of the dialogue, like... Eh, didn't need to be said at all. I mean, right. just. Mm, I just don't think it was as boring. important. Yeah. No. Well, there was. Uh, there was. Uh, I mean, Kubrick said it himself. I understand why like, he kept they it had a. Uh, they had a couple scenes in there that were there from like the first draft. You know, they kind of kept right. it there, and those are some of the eh, scenes. I mean, some of the, some of the beginning scenes in the first half of the film before the intermission. <laughs> like they literally, <laughs> they literally had an intermission in yeah. the middle, and it was like a score played through, and like Gone with the Wind, and then that's right. Oh my but God. Gone with the Wind was much longer than this Way longer. movie. I don't understand. Well, it's just whatever. Kubrick. The lines to the restaurant. People like sweet. I get to go to the bathroom. Yeah. They come back. The movie's five minutes into it. It's I like, know. Gotcha, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Um, that was the shortest intermission. Ever. Right. It was. Yeah. <laughs> but all he the. He meant for uh, us to pause. <laughs> well, no. Good Lord. Let's pay attention to what he's saying. Intermission. Oh. Like before the main mission of going to Jupiter. See. This is the time. Oh, that shit, Gary, you just blew my the... mind. Um, Gary's a filmmaker, you guys. So no. he <laughs> knows stuff. Um, the 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 stuff before that intermission, it really just it's setting up the plot the plot mm. beats, you know what I mean, to of get course. us to because the the yeah. movie really really honestly does not truly start start until that yeah. that other end of that that yeah. intermission, you know the the actual mission going on. That's where the real conflict becomes, be, you know, into play, um, and that's when we get introduced to the mechanics. Basically, that's all they right. are. They they become like our source of. Um, existence at that point is that we become maintenance men for the machine that is more mm-hmm. powerful than we mm-hmm. are, which I think is kind of interesting. The The themes of this movie for me as I was watching this is more geared towards our ability to um, create and yet let that creation then take over in some form or fashion, i.e. the... Uh, in the opening with the apes, you have a, uh, I don't want to say apes, but whatever the word was. Australopithecus. You... Thank you very much. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, it was a very simple fight between the two different tribes of those uh, over the water, over their life source. And then one of them found uh, the bones and then they pay attention to that bone and said, I can use this as a weapon in right. order to defend myself. And that was the... The bone kind of took off from there. That right. bone becomes the machine eventually. Because exactly. Because that is the human exactly that right. is the human tool right right, and right, right. the very intimate primal sense of that mm-hmm. tool but then throughout the rest of this story you know the next scene that happens is we have that really cool uh juxtaposition of the bone getting chucked in the air right. and then cross dissolved into space right the same tool now the human tool getting sure. us through that future right, right. Uh, what's really interesting that I was curious about because there's the moment where we get in there and the guy's passed out, right? The guy's sleeping yeah. in that chair. Yeah. And there's that pen yeah. that is just kind of floating. Yeah. And yeah. we sit on that pen for quite a oh, long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, this is an awkwardly long shot. He's making a point <laughs> here. He's making a point. What's the point? He's making a point here. He's saying that 
this is a potential um, for humans to lose control of their tool because a pen to a human oh, is right. a tool. So it has floated and kind of gone off and it is just kind of circulating yeah. randomly. He's not even aware of it. He's passed out. Oh, So it becomes wow. a very existential way of visually showing potentially us as humans not having control of the tool. But the entire film is basically us as humans losing control of the thing that we've created. I.e. how yeah. right we lose control sense. of that and how becomes this this thing um, that takes over almost right his his mission is par- far more important than the mission of the human at that point um, oh totally well it was from the start even mm-hmm. you know it was bigger so, than him right so then yeah. then you have then you have some really wonderful visual moments with uh, how the actual machine is paying attention to absorbing how they live. Right. So you have these two guys. I mean, it opens up with him running and, you know, jogging and awkwardly boxing. God, Jesus, that guy never saw a Rocky movie. <laughs> never. <laughs> <laughs> the boxing was ridiculous. He's like, his Kubrick, underpants. is this good? He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's like, I got a box. <laughs> I'm going right. to shadow box <laughs> and run. Yeah. Kubrick is like, just throw your fist out, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so most of those scenes are really fun because now you're watching them through the eyes of the actual tool that we've created. I mean, in all honesty, their jobs were rather interesting to me because they were literally just maintenance men, right? They yeah. were they were the yeah. maintenance men to make yeah. sure that the bodies of the people with the yeah. actual... They're the mechanics. That's it. Who gave a shit who, about anything else. That, and that is it, right? So then they become... They become that. You have a machine that tests them. It challenges them, right? Maybe the machine becomes faulty or maybe the machine becomes too self-aware. That was my question. Some people think like the machine has become too self-aware and I was kind of thinking how? maybe it does. I know, but I'm, I always think to myself, well, how would it? Well, because How does the machine evolve? Well, you give it a consciousness, and that's exactly what HAL is. HAL is right. the first machines to actually have some form of consciousness where it learns in the moment. Like her. Her took a lot of really interesting cadence from this type of film. Because you oh, have a machine yeah. that learns about yeah. you, understands your true nature, asks questions, is curious, yeah. inquisitive. Yeah. Right? I mean, my question, some of those conversations are rather interesting. So with the, with the um, computer, my question is, why would the computer bring up to him saying, I feel like they're not telling us what this mission's about. Didn't the computer already know? The, the computer knows, and I think what it was trying to do was pull something out of the actual person, i.e., mm. do you feel something? Because she was, because the she, sorry, how was paying attention to the micro trend, the micro expressions. expressions that he can feel, he's sensing. I don't want to say mm-hmm. feel because that's something that's, you know. So um, it was almost like. I don't want to say a trap, but it was like a trick right. to see how aware right. he was and what was going on. And then using it against him. Okay. Then using it against him. And then exactly using it against him. Hitting him over the head with a bone. <laughs> basically. Yes, basically. So the machine becomes the proverbial bone. Yeah. Then the machine becomes the because at that at that point the next jump of the evolution would be machines take over. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. actually a, a theory now, oh, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we can be uh brain simulated mm-hmm. in a past you yeah. know yeah. and this is all just a fucking matrix game right now i mean that is theories upon theories if you want to really get into this type of stuff string theory is really interesting uh interdimensional um travel things like that are really interesting um but at the same point you know at the if if you look at where our trajectory is right now as a human species technology is going to get smarter and smarter we're already kind of creating technology that knows what we want before we want it yeah. i mean there's refrigerators that know that we are out of milk and will order it without us even giving it uh, a reason 
other than the milk is low and they know that we need it. Mm. And it ships to your house automatically. Like, we are already in that Wait, stage. Wait, you ordered pro- me 2%? What are you trying to say? Yeah, Am exactly. I getting fat to you? <laughs> <laughs> the machine's going to be like, I ordered you double whole milk. <laughs> you know, mm. like extra fat for you. Because they basically want you guys the to The fridge makes, yeah. ma- makes yeah. like the junk food in there spoil. Uh-huh. And the healthy food stay around. It's like, what the fuck? is like, other way you around. don't need it. It's the other way around. They will make it. all the... Healthy, oh yeah, yep. the junk yep. food there because Absolutely. they want to take mm-hmm. over slowly, exactly. doing it in a very yeah. creepy way. Film idea, right? <laughs> yeah. um, we we say as we're recording into your computer that's currently listening right now. I know to everything, and they're like, <laughs> "Damn it, <laughs> my my Macintosh." It's a trap. Like, yeah, exactly. My Macintosh is just like they know too much. <laughs> <laughs> your Macintosh has a Spanish accent. I know because I, like I that. programmed it that oh, way. Okay. I like being talked <laughs> to in Spanish. Yeah. Report back to the toasters. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they know too much. They yeah, know too much. <laughs> Tell the toasters to hang around their shower. <laughs> well, they must be eliminated. I like that you threw a little that mm. <laughs> little Spanish lisp. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so, so we're getting we're, now. You have a machine that is is becoming more and more self. Because even at the beginning, the 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 interviewer was saying how the machine is basically has human emotions. He asked and the question, cognitive well, reasoning, but in that interview with those yeah, scientists. Yeah, but he asked the question. He didn't state that he, they do have it because we will never know. Okay. So he asked the question, do you feel, do you think That's that, right. that yep. it has it? I mean, Dave, David, who's the, the, main, the main guy in the second half of this film, basically tells him like, you know, it sure does feel that way, but mm. we we will never know that. We will yeah. never know if there's truly feelings there within this machine. But the way that they set up that machine, I kind of feel like there is. You yeah, know, maybe, there there maybe. was a sense yeah. that potentially, or at yeah. least a spark of some sort of emotional con- like string there. At least in my opinion. Um, and outside of that, you know, you get this machine that starts testing them, testing these two guys. You know, the the faulty, you know, the faulty battery yeah. thing on the. Uh, on the satellite mm-hmm. machine going yeah. throughout that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, and these are smart guys, so they're putting two and two together yeah. and they don't like it. And the one guy doesn't like it. I thought it was interesting Those watching. Those guys look too similar. Yeah, they, they were did. It was like Here's right? the thing, though. I Remember, noticed... that's why I got confused between yeah. the guy that was talking to his parents I, it, and the Skype kid. I'm right there with you, Amy, yeah. because throughout this entire movie, everybody looked the same. Yeah. Kind of did, yeah. Everybody in this film really, truly, to me, looked yeah. similar. All the women had that same. And it wasn't just that the meeting. similar style but the of dress. It was everything, face dude, and everything. Dude, that meeting in that room. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. looking at all the men. I'm like, dude, I if all I had to put you up in a lineup, yeah, I'd be like, exactly. you all with me. You know, every one of you guys did. Left. So I, which one did it? Yeah, Fuck it, they all did. They, I I, they took no, turns. That, all of them. Let's see it. Swab you know? them all. Like, I don't know. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> swab them all. Are you sure there was no semen at the crime scene? That know. would really narrow this oh, down quite a bit. Oh, and it, <laughs> it was not me that mentioned <laughs> semen this week, everybody. Yeah. No, it was like, it was. <laughs> I'm growing up so fast, Amy. Know, you right should be so proud eyes. of me. <laughs> Noah gets the results from this oh, event, Noah. and they're just like, Everyone in that room, semen was in you. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know like, all right, well, we're fucking back to square one. Same <laughs> hair fibers. Yeah. We got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll do that second. Semen, we'll test semen, for that first. Hair fibers, hair and then fibers. maybe fingerprints. And then maybe pubic maybe. hair we'll, fibers. <laughs> maybe we'll reel back to fingerprints. Everybody in that room looked like they raped somebody. Uh, um. Just saying. Um, they all had Brazilians, but so the there will be uh, hair, hair yeah. samples. Oh my dear God! <laughs> You're welcome. Yeesh. You guys love me so much. Yes. You can't help yourself. Why is Gary so red? Oh, because I'm hot as okay. fuck. Okay, 
<laughs> Are I you can't. not? It's hot in here, man. It I'm hot, warm. but I'm also slightly hung over, and I'm oh. enjoying this ice water, which is cooling me off and making but me also feel your less like body temp is down death. a bit from the booze. Maybe. Yeah. So there was a lot of really interesting moments within that mini story, like that story kind of going on. Um, But man wins in that point, right? And the best thing that I found was that the one tool the man won with was the easiest tool of all, Mm -hmm. the screwdriver. He basically shut Hal down. And it was just with a simple tool, the screwdriver. That was it. What I loved about that scene, though, it really felt like he was killing something. Like he was, oh yeah, for sure, totally right. Because he's just shutting like shutting it down. I'm scared. I, I'm I scared. actually physically I, felt I, relieved after that. I yeah. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I kind of felt um, anxious at the same exact totally. time throughout that entire moment as oh that was going God. down because the question is, I'm like, oh, is he actually going to do it? Is this, you know, holy crap, this feels like he's actually killing somebody, but not in a, yeah. not in a, uh, not in a brutal way, a brutal but it just way, needed to be done. Yeah, needed it is to shut the shit down. Um, yeah, it was very. Yes. Um, emotional and mm-hmm. how he yeah, created that very that much moment. so with obviously using again like Hitchcock using color right that entire room was red yeah right with yeah. lines you know you can so you can look at the lines within the space the and, set you know, it's just beautiful the sets were set just design. all amazing like if you were to like cut <laughs> you know 80% of this movie out and you just have yeah honestly nowadays you could do this in an hour and a half and be good oh yeah you could Probably I film it at an IKEA. I wouldn't want it. You know, personally, I wouldn't want it. I mean, honestly, I'm good with Moon. Like, yeah. if I ever feel like this type of film, okay. I would just watch Moon. Yeah. All right. You should sense. see it once okay. again. I I well, have it. I okay. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. I will love to borrow it. It's fantastic. Okay. The one I thing that loves Sam Rockwell. But it's Sony Classics, again. and they do they did a horrible job oh. of promoting their films. Yeah. Yeah, Anything that Sony Classics is oh like, God. you find out about them. Because you're currently watching yeah, a yeah. movie that's Sony Classic, and there's the trailers before it. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't uh, ever remember seeing those yeah. commercials on TV. Seriously, uh-huh. them and Fox MGM. Searchlight is amazing at it. Oh yeah, Sony Classics not at all. <laughs> yeah, well, Fox Searchlight does so much with Weinstein, so there's a lot of. But you know what? Scissoring. One of my one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite Fox Scissoring. Searchlights ever. Actually, one of my favorite movies ever is Fox Searchlight, and Black also Swan. Sam Rockwell. No, oh. the way way back. Oh, I never saw that. But I just you know bought what? that movie. I haven't so, seen oh, it really? yet. I, j- I have it. Was it A Dangerous Mind? Was that one where he was the gong show host? Was it, no, A Dangerous I know you're ta- Where he's like a spy or something? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where he's dangerous liaison? No. <laughs> I'm just throwing out words. Silly. All right, so... Anyway, kind of a, so coming back to that section of the movie, he went, like, as a human, we beat the machine, for right. one faulty element that the machine did not pay attention to is that the human's inquisition to think yeah. mm-hmm. ahead of a machine. Right. Yeah. right? And we created so we the kinda, machine. Exactly. So we came, we, you know, and it over, because machines, they overcalculate their. Well, machines are linear. Know, they really, well, they are linear yes and no like, at the same time. They are linear like a monolith. Oh, snap. I can see that. Boom. Thank you. Good night. Bye. <laughs> I'm taking off my headphones. And <laughs> Um, All right. So uh, the next, the next moment. So, so the human wins, right? They, yeah. they beat the machine. Yeah. Right. The next section is continuing the journey to Jupiter and getting to where this source of in, inter 
Whatever it is. What, the it, proof the, of the life. monolith. Well, it wasn't even so much that. So basically the monolith opens up and it was planted four billion, million years or whatever it was. Um, and then we discovered whatever it is and it's sending a transmission for us to go. F- it's basically crumbs, breadcrumbs for yeah. us to find it, right? Yeah. In the middle of Just like nowhere. in Prometheus. Where exactly. Like the the breadcrumbs yep. or Event Horizon, if you will. That was another one yeah. that took a yep. lot of stuff yep. for this. The, um, but when we finally get there, all Prometheus, of the stuff that's yeah. happening. Was that a Nolan? No, Prometheus, Prometheus is, is Ridley. Ridley Scott. Oh, that's right. <gasps> um, yes, okay, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm sorry. That's the one where there was hints, breadcrumbs on Earth and various parts about right. where to go to right. find the, right. the creators or right. whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so we so he gets to the monolith, and as soon as we find the monolith, the monolith zaps him into this kind of like time space dimension right, right. you know fifth dimension yeah. like a black hole of, type of thing yeah. i don't want to i, I, I yes know, yeah. i want to say a black hole but at the same time it, it feels like some a, kind of some a sort of traveling yeah. system and it shows him you know we i can't think the of the name end. of it but oh the wormhole from deep oh, space yeah. nine yeah. Star Trek yeah. Deep space like a wormhole-ish type yeah. of thing and all the symbolism that they had about it you look like it was sucking things in. Yeah. you know kind of doing yeah. you know that's where energy was moving right at least. right um so he gets zapped into this especially when the sun hit it Mm-hmm. So then you have him going through this this color stream of light right. and life and mm-hmm. you know seeing different things. I personally it started losing me yeah. at that moment because I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck, what is he trying to do here? I think if I watched it again, I could probably look at it a little bit differently based on because well, you're prepared for how long for it how goes long on. it goes. And I'm like, you know, I get it an idea of what he potentially could be building. So we mm-hmm. get zapped into this this fifth dimension, you know, looks like a Renaissance room, right? Yeah. This Louis the Sixteenth. I already it's told you. Thank you. Louis the Sixteenth. Furniture. I mean, can't back house? that up, but it, 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 it looks like either that or Queen up. Elizabeth lives yeah. there. <laughs> um, Except it's oddly modern at the same time. Yeah, sort of. It was very I think clean, that's the different crisp. I think that's what we were trying to kind of juxtapose set. the It's like going into a Japanese grocery store. You ever been to one? Yeah. Everything is white, 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 white. Very yeah. clean, mm-hmm. very, clean like, very bright proper. and very... Yeah, but I yeah. mean, like, thinking about, like, what does it express to you having Pure? that clean of a space with that, uh, the furniture that feels right. a little bit more specific to, like, an era? Yeah, Louis Sixteenth era. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. You're totally right. Um, which is, again, yeah. he's kind of visually juxtaposing us, like, this, is, this would never be. This just looks, you know, outside. Um, and then he learns about, then becomes the man's final challenge. Like, right. us as man, our final challenge he's trying is... trying to understand... Well, not even understand. It's you don't uh, think he's trying to. Un- you don't think nah. he's trying. I don't think to... man understands the final challenge. No. I think man just has to experience the final challenge, which yeah. ultimately is death. Right. Right. We exactly. Yeah. But then rebirth. Yeah, I guess I didn't really understand. I'll, so, I'll be honest. I did not get the. I think the I, I end confounds it. everybody. Can you explain it to me? Because the I minute tried to the minute he lands, I, lands I guess in the middle of that can house. Can you do it in fifteen seconds? I didn't sum it up. Basically, at least in my for for me, my thought is what the ending image is is <laughs> they call it a star child. Um, ultimately, what a star child is is kind of like an extraterrestrial being. Um, and ultimately, what the universe did when he went through that monolith, and he's basically right. he learned all about the universe. Right? We is it's like the next evolutional jump. Right? So we went from a bone to an evolutional jump into sure. technology. And now we need to go from an evolu- another evolutional jump into uh, understanding. 
right? Right. And the ultimate universal understanding. So basically the monolith becomes the carrot that these extraterrestrials are dangling, dangling in front of us so we can make our next For like enlightenment? Exactly. Next, They, they don't say enlightenment, obviously, but it, it's the same type of concept. But I mean, yes. that's the concept. The next evolutionary jump for us is human beings. So what ends up happening at the very end of this movie, if you pay attention to the look of the man, the, the yeah. star child, this rebirth... Yeah. He he has a larger cranium, yeah, which almost looks alien extraterrestrial right. as based on right. some of the th- pictures we see of extraterrestrials right. becoming somebody. And I think the way the reason why he zaps him back and he's looking over Earth, it's like at that moment he makes he he gets to choose the choice whether he goes down to Earth to teach them what he knows, mm-hmm. almost in sort of sort of God scenario, or he gets to choose to travel the universe the way that he wants to but he has knowledge now right um <sighs> the juxtaposition i would assume is that he's trying to kubrick is trying to make the idea that this person is going to kind of teach us in the next evolutionary phase of who well, we are it, becoming a new tool in some sense yeah. of knowledge i guess i totally didn't get that whatsoever Me when i watched neither. it but it makes sense because I looking back too, to yeah. the first scene with with the australopithecus Australopithecus. I don't know how what the plural of that is. Um, where it wasn't mm-hmm. until after they saw the monolith that the guy then discovered the tool, exactly. mm-hmm. like as if that gave him some sort of enlightenment. Yep, exactly. So, so I, that makes sense now. Totally didn't get it watching it. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. When I watch it, you guys part. gotta understand too, man. Like I, when I watch movies, I just I watch them differently than most people do. You know, uh, just because I love them so much, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't I don't know how to watch a movie like a regular. Well, you watch. It, person, man, I just can't. Besides anymore. the entertainment, you watch it as because you're a filmmaker. You watch it like, what is a filmmaker trying to do with it? Yeah, what is you know, what was the monolith about? Why are they showing yeah. it here and here and here? What is the reasoning for that shit? And you know, maybe the things that I'm talking about, I might be stretching, but at least that's how it's making sense. For no, me. I mean that makes sense. I just didn't get it myself, but that sure. makes perfect sense. Mm. So the whole movie, from an essence of it, is just basically looking at our existence and how we have grown and where we are looking to move in the mm. evolutional structure of life. Okay. So I think he's trying to make some sort of um, poetic display of what what happens when we die, what happens when, you know, understanding the universe from a different way and trying to allow people that are going to watch a film like this and that they're really willing to be present and understand what he's trying to visually show them poetically um they may think about life in the universe just a little bit differently okay where do people get the wherewithal and the the time to come up with concepts this deep i well, mean people just have be having free time to think <laughs> meanwhile i'm sitting here barely squeaking by living my life right. working full time now i'm mad no. Well, well, I mean, they, they have stu- quantum physics. That's like all yeah. this stuff know, is study of quantum I'm physics. I'm talking like Kubrick, and he's obviously well, he, he makes films so every couple years, so he has plenty of downtime <sighs> to well, think they, about it. And they watched a lot of sci-fi films. They watched films. a lot of sci-fi films. They spent like three I, years I writing imagine. this script. Yeah. You know, he and just Arthur C. Clarke. themselves in the process. What was process. that movie that he, or I'm sorry, what was that book he wrote? Arthur C. Clarke. I had to 2001 re- a space house. No. No, no. <laughs> well, this I movie was based on the short film yeah. and then he had the book written right after the Okay, uh, the movie C. Was Clark done, was uh, a famous novelist, sci-fi oh, novelist. Sci-fi I had to in college um, read one of his expository composition but I, I was What's funny about him? Crazy shit. What's funny about Arthur C. Clarke is he said that Kubrick wanted to get insurance for this film 
to cover the losses in case while they were filming it, they discovered extraterrestrial life. Yeah. Because he thought that would actually hurt his film. Really? And Lloyds of London said, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. And even <laughs> uh, Carl Sagan said, like, at the time that they were doing all this stuff, uh-huh. there wasn't any active um, exploration for intelligent life. So he's like, so the even the thought of that possibly happening just right. wasn't a possibility because they weren't, at, no, you know, they we weren't, weren't actively point. looking for that. My curiosity. I mean, that's a really um, funny point. My curiosity, because obviously we heard all the theories. Like, if you haven't seen Room 247, it's a really interesting documentary on Kubrick and The Shining. I have not. I would love to see that. I haven't. I do want to see it, though. I want to know, it's I really, more, know well, it's more not, about You know what's so funny? It's not even really about The Fucking Shining. It's literally all a lot of, uh, in, some interesting conspiracy theories. Mm. Yeah, they were basically saying they talked about him creating the, the moon landing, because we've heard that it's fake. Right. Well, right. that's the thing. That was the rumor in a that Hollywood basement. Saying that Kubrick's the one that helped film that. Mm-hmm. Not help film. I don't like. It. I don't yeah. like yeah. thinking yeah. about that at all. I, I need that either. in my life. I yeah. need to believe that they landed on the moon. Sure, we're American. That becomes well. The conspiracy theory is helped by the fact that we're in a race against the Russians. I mean, that's right. that's really why the conspiracy theory. Like, oh yeah, theory you shot like... Spitnik into space. Well, we're going to walk on the motherfucking moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> um, which made a lot of sense because we had a. You know, we got to show our American prowess oh, during the Cold War, Cold War and yeah. all that we stuff. We got to show our... I mean, whether we did it or not. I mean, my I don't, I'm I'm an American. I want to, you know, what conspiracy theorists think whatever the fuck they want. I believe that we did it. You know, so either we are better astronauts or better filmmakers. <laughs> whatever, which, <laughs> whatever yeah, the truth way, is, whatever. we're better at something because right, exactly. we made that shit look convincing. My point right. is, is that there's the no wind on the moon. Is the all doc- they're saying. The documentary goes into some really interesting conspiracy theories about some of this stuff. And my thought is, yeah. is because um, the year that we went into space and all that stuff, this next movie came out with Kubrick. Yeah, and okay. I'm curious if that triggers something. If he really did, you know, and then he was just thinking to himself, just like. Holy crap, like what if? You know, it just kind of sparked yeah. a little bit of something that kind of kept moving this thing forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, but all in all, like I am a fan of the movie. A little slower pace for me. Sure, they can kind of cut it down or whatever. Yeah. But you know what? I appreciate the balls on this totally. guy just to be like, just Agreed. be with the moment. Be with this stuff. I think we all pretty much agree with that. that. Yeah. Right? So all right. Cool. that's my two cents on this, awesome. guys. Uh, cameo alert. So Kubrick's daughter was the daughter. Damn, I fucking never known that. Yeah. I would have been like Dr. Floyd's daughter. That's Kubrick's daughter. Like, oh, this little kid. Didn't know he had kids. Which makes sense because the kid was talking as if they were talking to it. Yeah. I know, right? What did he look like? I have no idea what Kubrick He looked was. like Krusty the fucking clown. Did he? he was, yeah. uh, I believe that, actually. That seems very his realistic. His beard, scraggly beard, kind of, it wore big, thick glasses. Um, so he's like, ca- like, like Rob Reiner in the 70s. Kind of kind like Coppola-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, Greasy. Yeah. And with that monolith, the funny thing, according to Rolling Stone, during a screening, one man rose, one man rose up during the reappearance uh-huh. of the monolith, and he started running toward the screen, or screen screaming, it's God, it's God. And before management could tackle him, he ran straight through the projector, like straight <laughs> through the screen. Uh, yeah. Jesus There was like Christ. this, like... I think cartoon <laughs> cut out of a man one of the cut out the with the hands and everything uh-huh. like Roger Rabbit I think that was style. probably one of those young gentlemen that came on the drugs on the drugs I think so legitimately yes that's very so right, final cool. thoughts on all this then. okay um Final thoughts is that it was a beautiful, um, visually beautiful film. I thought it was a little long-winded. It could have been cut down a little bit, but I thought it was very interesting. I appreciate what he did with it and what he was trying to do with it. 
I think Kubrick is pretty damn special. Yeah. Very special. Totally. Okay. Jonesy? Uh, I mean, Amy kind of just took the words already. He's just, I, I appreciate. Thief. Yeah. Sawi. <laughs> but not sawi. Um, <laughs> no. Totally. I, yeah. I think for me as a filmmaker, I appreciate all yeah. the stuff, not just to sit here and jerk off a Cressy the Clown lookalike. Um, <laughs> but in all hey, honesty. Hey, 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 Jonesy. Wow. This um, dick ain't going to jerk itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me Sideshow Bob. Um, but seriously, uh, not because not because of all the <laughs> film people are like, oh, he's amazing. He's amazing because he's truly a beautiful filmmaker. In all honesty, yeah, very much. The so. the poetic visual language, the use of um, music juxtaposed with a very beautiful image to secure a sense of anxiety. Um, you look that weird. Amy pulled up a picture of just him. Just look how uh, old. Go to yeah. older ones, motherfucker. Older uh, ones. Yeah, so. older ones. Um, oh, like right there? Okay, yeah. But that's totally. eyes wide shut, Kubrick, with yeah. the glasses all. And right. all. That's, that's eyes wide very shut. Very creepy. That um, that definitely has a crusty look to it. Thank you. Um but yeah, I'm I love I love it. I love yeah, it. And it's, like a, Peter, it's a good, good study. He looks like study. Peter Jackson back then. He looks yeah, like he a looks skinny like Peter a, Jackson. Well, a Peter Jackson anyway. No? Uh so I once again, I mean the the common thought that I felt throughout the whole thing was like yeah, that's creepy as shit. During He's yeah. holding the bone. Creepy as shit. Holding the bone in the spacesuit. Good for their podcast God. listeners. Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. He's holding a um, bone. No, I just, through the whole thing, I just kind of felt super guilty. Guilty? The whole thought of, like, we're so spoiled now. Because it was a, it's a masterpiece. I completely get why it's on the AFI list. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. I felt like it was very visionary, very elaborate and specific. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really see that it's even it, it's, now. It has a purpose. It has a purpose. Yeah. Um, I do feel it's influenced mm-hmm. so many movies. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, even The Revenant. Shit, man. Look even at like The Revenant. Movie. I mean, look at how that's shot and how many just shots are like making you soak up the environment mm-hmm. without anything happening. Yeah. I think the word you're looking for is just intentional. Yeah. It's very yeah, intentional. Yeah. There's a lot of it's interesting. To everything. Interesting enough, like, you know, uh, for me as a filmmaker, like my early films, they, they weren't very intentional. Like it was, you know, comedies or whatever. Right. You're just kind of throwing things out there just to kind of be funny. But as I get older, thinking about movies that I want to make now, watching movies like this are great because, 100%. because you look at a filmmaker that is very intentional with their imagery and their color and their, um, uh, what they're trying to say, yeah, you know, and juxtaposing that against their film language, I'm like, mm. fuck, man. I think that's something that you know, I'm, I'm really taking a liking to, yeah. and hopefully, this helps my evolution as a filmmaker into the next. Film and this I make. this film can help specify that there is a difference between storytelling and filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally agree that's with you. Very well stated, actually. Yeah, man. Very well. Stated. I'll take a bow well right now. Yeah. Um, but for for me, the story. I mean, I got lost and I kind of my eyes glazed over a little bit, but I still appreciated it as a film. And I appreciate it. And I 100 percent believe I just challenge you guys to rewatch this movie with intention. Sure. Well, no, not going to happen. (laughs) Next. No, I knew I knew everything had intention, you know, and I had the filmmaking aspect. I was in it. Just the story was just not once again, if I'm in the mood for this type of thing, I will watch Moon. Sure. Because I feel like that has way more. Um, features of this than anything else. Sure. Whereas like Interstellar and Gravity was inspired by this, I felt like Moon really kind of captures a more modern take on it. Sure. Um, but that's for me. So I, I 100% believe it's one of the 
greatest films ever made. Yeah. But it's one of those, am I going to rewatch it? You know, multiple, is it on my replay list all the time? Mm. No. But I this may is a never movie. see it again, but I'm glad I did. Yeah. But this is Very a movie good. for a good, me as yeah. a filmmaker that like when I make a movie, like I'll put this on. Sure. You know, just to kind of give me uh, some sort of, there wasn't enough know, burping jokes. You know, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. There's no um <laughs> sorry. Amy. It was no Rocket Man, mm. I will say that. <laughs> that <is laughs> There's no farting in spacesuits. Uh, I love Rocket Man though. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, there it is. Man. I think, cool. I think we did it. Amy, what's making you hard this week? Uh, what's making me hard this week? Um, I have not had any time to watch anything or do anything. I've been working like 60-hour work weeks. So, I'll tell you what's making me hard. The thought about going on vacation. Oh, nice. Nice. Anyway, Sorry. Oh, you saw Sausage Party. I did see Sausage Party. Gary and I are possibly going to... Not possibly. Not possibly. Gonna we're going to do it. We're going to have a sausage party of our own in this We're going to make a sausage party. <laughs> we're, they're going to do a mini major on you it. with my sausage. But yeah, I saw Sausage oh, Party on... Um, <laughs> you knew that was coming. Don't, <laughs> don't try. Why do you guys always act shocked when I take it I south? I I you guys always act shocked. Shock. It's because I look sweet and innocent. No, but you when don't. I open my mouth, who told you that? Your mom told yeah, you that? That's that's very false. I see you, my and I'm just like, this know means that DTF. I've ever had sex. Okay. I mean, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah, but literally, you do not look innocent at all. Mm-mm. Gary, what's making you hard this week? Um, So, based on a couple of recommendations, and even Amy's uh, recommendation a couple weeks ago to watch Girls, yeah, I binged watch the first season of Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. I think it's really fucking. I good, love it. Man. I love it. I I think for me the you know some of the stuff I can't directly relate to because right. one I'm not a female, yeah. but I can be sympathetic to yeah what's going on. These um, are different kind of females than I've very ever met. Yeah. I don't know this kind of female, but then again, I did things a little differently in my sure. life. But as we all did, here's the thing. Demo. Yeah, here's the thing about girls is that um, as the seasons progress. These women, these girls become women, get uh, highly self-destructive and and everything, but it still is gritty and good and raw, and it's like really you're just going to do this. Yeah, that is so. That is the charm for me. Is uh, Lena Lena Dunham's ability to be so unabashedly. Oh yeah. Vulnerable. I'm. F- I not just I like not it. A, not on the screen, just yeah. on the page, mm-hmm. and with the, with the yeah. all the actors are exactly. just willing to just be, and it's so really cringeworthy really cool, and so cool. I'm glad yeah. you saw it. Yeah, have I really, I really discuss as you. If you have time to watch the other, oh yeah, I have them stuff. all. Actually, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I have like all four seasons. I uh, I'd love to discuss it with five, you. But. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big awesome. fan because I mean, for me, as like as a filmmaker and a writer, you know, you have that constant struggle of understand or trying to find that ability to be um, authentic. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're writing something and you're like, yeah, they're just words, and does it act out? Does it come out to be authentic so it's believable, right, or what have you? And I think that's a big struggle for myself that I've had over the years. However, watching something like this on mm-hmm. the screen, I was mm-hmm. just like, this is beautiful, man. Yeah, um, and makes it's a lot really of cool. sense that Judd Apatow has found a way totally. to like help. Her out and um, it, that's saying something. I'm really excited to see. Hopefully, Selena Dunn is going to make more film films too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she's more on the TV end right now, which is right. fucking awesome. Yeah. But her and the Duplass brothers, no, oh, yeah, are absolutely phenomenal right now when it comes to really kind of creating these very vulnerable, raw, absolutely. human, character-driven pieces. Yeah. And I'm just like. 
that's awesome. Yeah. So if I can mix, Good. if I can take the cadence from like creating stories like that mixed with the visual language of like a Kubrick film, I'm like, dude, that'd be a really cool Goldmine. place to be in. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. I don't that know. Would we'll be an see. interesting intersection. I think so too. What's making you hard, Noah? Uh, Bo Burnham's new comedy special on I Netflix. can't get behind that motherfucking guy, man. I love it. Really? I'm in. I can't do it, I am dude. Burnham, huh? Have you seen it? Is he I actually trying to say something now it, instead of just having this weird, you know, one-man show? Mm-hmm. Have you not seen... Did you see the first one? Yeah. Where he talks about the song, like, From God? Yeah. That's, like, I don't one f- of the most clever... I love it. Yeah. I don't it's know. amazing. I guess I just don't feel it. If you, know? you don't feel it. doesn't feel authentic to me. It all feels like an act. Oh, it is an act. So I don't like that, act. man. I it like it. Yeah, because I feel like I've seen, I've seen things of him without the act, and I'm like, that's cool. And then I see the act, and I'm just like, I don't believe it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a performance art. He's not so much stand-up as he is. It's a, it's yeah. a performance art. And yeah. I think that throws some people off. I'm not saying you. It does some, throw me off. But though. some I mean, people... That's... Some people nowadays are used to like the comedians. the The mainstream comedians are the ones that just can fucking talk to you. You know, and maybe and this is just my ignorance. To be completely honest with you, because like when I first saw Bo, Bo Burnham, I saw him as a YouTube guy. Yeah, that's you what know? he started. And he started doing this shit in his room on a fucking keyboard, yeah. and it was just very. Um, Staccato esque in the in the mm-hmm. way that it was edited and the you know and the the comedy of it all was just it felt very forced. Mm-hmm. So for yeah, me, I, I just like didn't con- I didn't connect to yeah, it honestly, too much. Honestly, I don't like his YouTube. And in all honesty, the first special that he came out with, I only watched like ten minutes of it. I'm like, oh. it's the oh, same shit as it. I couldn't do, okay. do oh, anymore. I so love, I actually like you know? his first one better than this one. But I I'm I'm totally fantastic. open. I'm totally open to experiencing. You know, hopefully he's grown out of the YouTube. Oh, totally. Stuff. And if he's done totally. that, you know, maybe just out of my own ignorance, I'm willing to give it another go. Yeah, I would. I'd recommend it. Right. I'd maybe watch this one, the new one first, and then watch, rewatch the other one, just because I think the other one has stronger Well, I didn't even get through content. all of it. I did like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, you need to keep going, man. I was just like, ugh. His, I mean, his, his, the, his concepts uh-huh. that he talks about are way more mature, because okay. I think it's for a broader audience. Okay. But it's um, not for everyone. Yeah, it's it would okay. be more like a one-man show you'd see off of Broadway now. Gotcha. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, versus oh. just because I didn't actually care for the YouTube stuff after yeah. watching the comedy special and loving it. My sisters loved it. I went back to watch his YouTube. I'm like, I can't. I can't do this. I oh, have so to, you went the other way. Yeah, Got and it. I just I couldn't do the YouTube. I just didn't care for it. But so what is shows, it about the show that you like that you like so much? Uh, because I feel like his timing is fantastic. I feel like he has these bits where he's talking and they're pre-recorded. Everything is staged so meticulously, mm-hmm. and he'll have the, someone like in the sound booth will do a recording, um, and he'll like interact with it as if it's someone talking to him, uh-huh. right? And I seriously, you, I mean, please watch the first one again, because at the very end, Uh what he does is he like, I think it's the final thing he does this, uh, with pre-recording, they do like sound bites where some guys like initially some guys like, how are you doing or blah, blah, blah. And then, cause he's kind of pointing to different places Uh as that's happening. And that's one woman says something. And then there's like maybe five or six different voices. His dad says something like different recording stuff. And then he does this whole thing where he'll be pointing and he'll make it like almost like a DJ thing. That's where it's a mix cool. of all of oh, it. Wow. All right. Yeah. It's really, so it's pretty imaginative cool. then. Huh? Yes. All right. I'll check and it out. So, you won me over yeah. now. So I highly recommend it. Once again, I like the, I just content wise, because you know, he has songs content wise. I like the first one better, uh-huh. but also I think is because I'm, I, that was so fresh and new to me. 
uh-huh. versus this is him doing it again. So I need to rewatch the second one because it's like I know what to expect. Yeah, mm. I'm not so caught off guard with something I'm not used to seeing stand up where now it's all relatable material. Right, right. You know, it's the Louis C.K. and stuff like that. That's what people are in. It's really observational comedy. Yeah, that's, that's really what that's it is in what storytelling. It is. So this, you know, kind of is a nice throwback to performance art Got it. that isn't as popular now, and I think that's what I love about it. Cool, man. So I, I highly recommend it. It's pretty right. awesome. It's on Netflix, though, right? It is. All Both right, of them I'll are. I'll, I'll check it out. Check it out. Nice, uh, man. Amy, plugs? Hi. What plugs you got, She's girl? Like, I got a plug for you, motherfuckers. <laughs> check me out on Instagram at AmyJPR or on Twitter and or on Twitter at the AmyJ, A-M-Y-J-A-Y. Uh, bye. <laughs> oh, poor Amy over there is hungover from fight night. Huh? I got I got to hold. I'm like crawling out of my skin right that now. That last yeah. fight with like McGregor and Diaz was amazing. Yeah. Wow. It was it was like the Rocky of UFC where really? they just went all five rounds. Just they looked so tired. By the third round, they looked oh, they gassed. Really? They looked exhausted. You could tell there was a point where McGregor, you can see him like looking at the clock, like. How much fucking time do I have left? Yeah. Is that over? Joe Rogan's like, don't look at the clock. Don't look at the clock. <laughs> Is he really just, saying yeah. that? Yeah, yeah he oh, did. Because they were just so, so gassed. And Nate Diaz, I just think he's a bleeder. He, his no, face, he is a bleeder. People, his face some people are like that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. It looked like you know okay. battered beef fine. patties. He was fine. He's like, get at me, bitch. <laughs> but, okay. but he's fine. There's going to be yeah. a third fight. He's like, he's, he's like stigmatizing from yeah. his fucking eyes, and he's no. still fighting. Yeah. I mean, nice. literally, he can't see. He's At one point, mm-hmm. he's wiping blood out of his eyes. It's like, oh, shit, but he still stayed in it. Plugs. Plugs. Uh, you guys can always reach me at uh, Hey Jonesy. On Twitter. on Twitter, if you guys want to, if you guys want to follow my crazy antics throughout the week, you guys can follow me on Instagram at the real Jonesy. And don't think we won't. To. Yeah, we do. If you guys we want do. to, I uh, do. Sometimes it's all we I do. do want to. It's all I do. And then uh, <laughs> outside of that, uh, September first, timeout's going to be screening at the Long Beach Film Festival awesome. at four forty-five. So if you guys want to cruise to that, we will be there. Boy, do I! Yes, we will. I'm going to be there. Yeah, we're going to go grab drinks and hang out. Come Let's say hi to us. It. It's bullshit. I got a Q and A afterwards. And oh, then can't wait. We'll be good. Cool. Go. My plugs. Uh, my Twitter, the Noah Kinsey. The the, the, the Noah uh, Kinsey because uh, uh, I have Noah to because Noah Kinsey was taken. Um, <laughs> same thing with Periscope. We have pre-shows. There's another you um, out there. There I'm just couldn't kidding. be. <laughs> there can only be one. There's nobody one like. Yeah, he's, he's creepy though too. So oh. just be warned. Um, okay. I mean, I am, but like in a safe way. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> my wife goes because we were looking at like interdimensional double beings or whatever. Right. Like Noah, you know, yeah, with a thing, and she goes, "Dude, if another me walked into this house right now, I would." Sc- scream bloody murder yeah. and I'm like really she's like yeah wouldn't you scream bloody murder I'd be like no three way yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. it's not cheating if it's you exactly <laughs> I'd be the weirdest Eiffel Tower ever <laughs> I'm like so weed so weed she's like I'm not gonna kiss myself I'm like pussy like why why it's weird. Why not? It's yeah. you. It's silly. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Instagram, Noah mm-hmm. Kinsey. But oh yeah, with the Periscope, we have a pre-show where you get to talk with us um, before we record Sunday mornings. So check that out. It's also the Noah Kinsey. Awesome. And for all UFR podcast-related social media, we have the website, ufrpodcast.com. .com. Same thing with uh, with Twitter is mm-hmm. UFR Podcast. Booyakasha. 
And thanks Indeed. for all the interactions on Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's been great. Fucking awesome, it's man. Really awesome. Fun. And we had our first giveaway Instagram. winner of yeah, the Suicide Squad did, merchandise. We. That is sweet. And we'll be announcing our new contest next week. Yep, awesome. yep, yep, yep. And yep. then just we'll have Super the link wait. for the giveaway. And yeah. yeah, just join. There's every chance. Once you join, you're in it for all of the giveaways. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of chances to win a lot of good stuff. You don't have to keep entering. Okay. Indeed. Indeed. All right. We did it. Yeah. So next Thank episode Jesus. is going to be very anti-Kubrick almost. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> it is When Harry Met Sally. That's awesome. Oh, Nora Ephron. I know. Rest in peace. <laughs> Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.